The information provided on this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general informational purposes only. Welcome to Rights Here, Rights Now, the podcast about disability, advocacy, and activism. I'm your advocate host, Ren Fazuski. And I'm your advocate host, Virginia Ferris. Every two weeks, we'll dig into relevant issues, current events, and avenues for self-advocacy. Because someone has to. And it might as well be us. This podcast is produced by the Disability Law Center of Virginia, the Commonwealth's Protection Advocacy Agency for Disability Rights. Find out more at dlcv.org. So this is our very first episode of Rights Here, Rights Now. Um, So the idea behind this podcast, obviously there are other protection advocacy agencies across the country who have a similar podcast. We just want to get out some more information on the rights of people with disabilities in Virginia and around the country. So what we're hoping to do in this episode is we're going to discuss who is the Disability Law Center exactly. And what do we do? What kind of stuff have we done already? And before we jump in though, uh, let's check out some disability in the news. According to the Philadelphia Inquirer, people with disabilities are increasing their ranks in elected office. The study, released by Rutgers University earlier this month, found that 10.3% of full-time elected officials at the federal, state, and local levels between 2013 and 2017 had a disability. But people with disabilities remain underrepresented overall. About 15% of the U.S. adult population is disabled. Lisa Schur, a professor at Rutgers and a co-author of the study, said military veterans, Native Americans, and young people are particularly prominent among the ranks of elected officials with disabilities. She said more people with disabilities have been running for office ever since passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act in 1990. Check out more at their website at inquirer.com. And that was Disability in the News. So... Virginia, we're going to discuss a little bit about the Disability Law Center of Virginia. Yes. Who are we anyway? Well, uh, the Disability Law Center of Virginia is the designated protection advocacy organization for the Commonwealth of Virginia. Um, We use funds received by federal grants. We help clients with disability-related problems like abuse, neglect, discrimination, and rights violations. We are a nonprofit. Uh, as of 2012, we are independent from state and local governments. Yeah, but if you have ever heard of an agency called VOPA, that used to be us. That did used to be <laughs> that us. That did used to be us. There's a lot of acronyms that we used to be. Yeah, also DRVD and I think also just DRV. So one of the things you said, Virginia, was that DLCV is the Designated Protection and Advocacy Organization. Yeah. What is that anyway? So protection advocacy organizations 
um, also called PNAs. I'm just going to call them um, PNAs because it's faster to say. Um, work at the state level to protect individuals with disabilities by empowering them and advocating on their behalf. And this is across pretty much all areas of disability rights. Each PNA sort of sets their own agenda in terms of goals and focus areas and areas that they think are important to change, uh, to advocate for systematic reform in their individual states. PNAs are federally mandated to protect in the basic human rights of people with disabilities, and there are 57 of them in the United States and yes. its territories. Each of them are independently providing services in their states. Yeah, so in addition to the actual states, there are PNAs in, for instance, Puerto Rico, Washington, D.C., I think think uh, American Samoa. If you are listening in from a PNA uh, that is not run by a state, please um, write into us or visit us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. So part of Disability Law Center's designation as a PNA is that we have a specific mission. Um, I say specific, it's very large and encompasses quite a few things. Yeah. We, we really are trying to advance the independence, choice, and self-determination of people with disabilities. What that means is, you know, we are trying to make sure that people with disabilities are able to live as independently as possible in their communities, to make their own choices about their lives. Part of this is protecting the, their legal, human, and civil rights while they are, you know, in the communities yeah, and just living, their lives. living their lives. In addition, uh, we strive to eliminate abuse, neglect, and discrimination of people with disabilities through zealous and uncompromising legal advocacy and representation. Mm, zealous is a great word. So the Disability Law Center provides lots of different kinds of services. Sort of a basic rundown of what we provide mm -hmm. include information and referral, uh, legal representation, technical assistance, short-term assistance, systemic advocacy, monitoring, and training. Yeah, obviously depending on what the issue at hand is, that's gonna inform sort of how we provide our services. So not everybody who calls the Disability Law Center of Virginia is going to get legal representation, but we do provide information referral to literally anybody who calls in, even if it's just referring you to the correct agency, if that's not us. Right. Um, part of that is due to our limited resources as a PNA. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of people with disabilities in the state of Virginia. We would love to be able to help every single one with more direct assistance, but we will absolutely provide information and referral to anyone who calls in. Um, and any level of those services are all completely free of charge. Yay! Um, and sort of what we strive for is giving you tools for self-advocacy. Um, we provide you with information, written materials, limited technical assistance that will assist you in speaking for yourself. As we said, you know, we do all sorts of kinds of services to assist people with disabilities in their communities. Um, as far as how we guide those services or what areas we perform those services, we have a variety of goals and focus areas that make up the DLCV plan of action. 
Mm-hmm. For instance, uh, some of what we are doing this year and pretty much every year, but um, this year especially, uh, we are monitoring conditions in adult institutions like state hospitals, nursing homes, jails, prisons, uh, and investigating selected instances of death, serious injury, or abuse or neglect, and seeking reform. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also uh, do a lot of work with children and youth um, with disabilities. We uh, focus on helping them receive appropriate educational services. And not only those appropriate educational services, we want to make sure that they are served in the least restrictive environment possible. Yeah. We make sure that government programs remove architectural barriers and provide reasonable accommodations to people with disabilities. This can, can include such things as having interpreters when you are in court proceedings mm-hmm. or something just as simple as having um, a ramp yeah. to the appropriate government building. Yeah. We also uh, work with people with disabilities accessing supports and benefits for gainful employment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and make sure that people with disabilities are not denied Medicaid services unlawfully. That's a big one lately. Absolutely. And underlying all of these different areas of which we just selected a few, uh, we also provide education, training, and outreach to the general public. So what have we done anyway? What do we do? So much. Let's just do a little, just a little sampling. Let's do a little dive. You can find these on our website. We do, uh, we do publish our performance reports every year. Yeah. They give us an outline as to what areas that we've done work in, what cases that we've been involved in. Mm -hmm. Here's some highlights from 2018. DLCV assisted Mark, a deaf man whose doctor provided an ASL interpreter for him, but when he received uh, his medical bill, he was surprised that he was charged not only fees for the medical care, but also for the costs associated with the interpreter. That's not cool. Nope. Uh, DLCV got involved and and educated the doctor's office about their responsibilities under the Americans with Disabilities Act and had the interpreter charges removed. Another case that Disability Law Center was involved in, we advocated for Eric. He's a young man with autism. He was initially in a large pediatric ICF, or Intermediate Care Facility. We assisted him in moving from that uh, to an integrated apartment setting in accordance with his and his guardian's preferences. Now he receives home and community-based services funded by a Medicaid waiver and is able to live more independently in the community. Community inclusion, man, it's so important. It is very important. It's one of our, uh, it's one of our goals to help people live in the communities, again, in the least restrictive environment possible. We've also done some uh, work uh, at a systemic level involving numbers, following some (laughs) persistent advocacy. Uh, We got the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Services, or DBHDS, to include uh, identified barriers to discharge for individuals on the Extraordinary Barriers List, or EBL. You might have heard some stuff in the news about that Mm -hmm. in the summer, where Disability Law Center reported about 250 people. Yeah, I think it was uh, 246 or 256. People on the Extraordinary Barriers list, meaning that these were people ready for discharge at state facilities 
who after two weeks had still not been discharged. And correct me if I'm wrong, Ren, but that is both illegal and unconstitutional. It is, and that is a topic that we would love to include on another podcast episode. Yeah, so stay tuned for more on that. And now for some DLCV highlights. Does your local 7-Eleven store lack accessible parking spaces, ramps, and paths of travel for people with disabilities? Let us know if your local 7-Eleven store or a 7-Eleven store you've been to is in compliance by completing our brief survey available on our website at dlcv.org under press releases. And those are the highlights uh, for DLCV. It's a short one today because we're just getting off the ground. Tune in next time to hear more about what DLCV is doing on behalf of people with disabilities. This was the very first episode of Rights Here, Rights Now, a Disability Law Center of Virginia podcast. Yay! We discussed what we do and who we are. Yeah, and what we believe in our hopes and dreams. What we would like to do is sign off on this first episode. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Rights Here, Rights Now. Again, brought to you by the Disability Law Center of Virginia. We're available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Uh, If you need assistance or want more information about DLCV and what we do, visit us online at dlcv.org. Follow us on Twitter at DisabilityLawVA and share us with your friends. Until next time, I'm Virginia Ferris. And I'm Ren Fazuski, and this has been Rights Here, Rights Now.